welcome back to another episode of My Best Friends and Engineer. I'm Lexi. And I'm Libby. And today, in honor of Bama Rush TikTok, we will be telling you all about being in a sorority as a woman in STEM. From rushing, to being an active, to post-grad life, how it kind of looks like, and what our involvement entails right now. Yeah, we thought this would be a great topic to talk about, especially now that school is starting again. We're coming into the fall season. Um, we had sorority rush second semester, so we rushed in January timeframe, but I know some people are already getting ready for rush. So I don't know if you are on Bama TikTok, but my For You page is all of the, you know, it's a pants store, it's these girls with the earrings, everything. I know. So I think this is going to be an awesome topic. I hope it's relevant. I hope people are interested. But first, before we get into it, tell us about your week. How has it been? Yeah, so still getting used to my new manager. On last week's episode, I let you guys know that I'm switching. I got switched. We did like a reorg, um, and I got a new manager. And so I had my first one-on-one -on -one with him yesterday, and it was so funny. Like I was so prepared because like I've been doing this task tracking thing, you know, like I've been giving that update each week how I have this little spreadsheet and task tracking my tasks and everything. And so I come prepared with that. I have like a summary typed out of all my. Um, things that I'm doing. I created a PowerPoint for each of my projects to show pictures of what the things are to like get him up to speak. He's, he's also brand new to, well, he's not brand new to the vacuum world. He's working on um, a different project that is also air movement, but he was actually in um, what they called like the outsource group. So he worked with a lot of our vendors for all of his projects that were overseas. So I'm like trying to get him caught to speed and he, nope, it was not that type of meeting. He was like, Where'd you go to school? Why'd you decide to major in engineering? Like, what do you do for fun? And I was like, oh, I'm going to close the laptop. We don't need this anymore. Like, it was just very, because my first manager was very like, well, not that he didn't like to talk about personal things, but you know, he was just very like task focused. Like, what are you working mm -hmm. on? What do you need help with? And this guy was very much like asking me questions, which I guess makes sense. It was like the first time we had done a one-on-one, -on -one, but yeah, it was just like a different change of pace. Amazing. It kind of probably feels like you have like another new job within your new job. Yes. Okay. It, it kind of does. And also it's very different because I don't know, not that I did. I definitely worked from home with my previous manager, but you know, like I was, I'm, I just hit like three months at this new job. So I never really felt comfortable to the point where like I could ask my boss like about flexible work schedules or working from home too much. Cause I still felt like I wanted to build rapport with like everybody that I work with and like build relationships and get to know people and like felt like, you know, I didn't want to work there. And then the first four weeks I'm like, okay, so when can I work from home? Like mm -hmm. yeah. I, I need work like balance. Like, come on. <laughs> like, I, don't I know. need to I go to my did. yoga. I was like, I have yoga in the morning and like I, have, I run a <laughs> podcast and like, I need to be home. Like, so I didn't want to do that. So now, now that I feel like I've been here for three months, um, I kind of brought it up to my boss that I was like, yeah, or my new boss. And I was like, yeah, he was asking me like, what, what do you, what have you liked about working here? What haven't you liked? And I was like, you know, to be honest, sitting in a car for 10 hours a week is starting to take a toll on me. Like it's very tough to have to drive an hour to work and drive an hour home. Like I would definitely appreciate some sort of schedule in the future where I can maybe do two days from home, three days in the office or whatever it may be. And he was like, yeah, why wouldn't you? Like he was so, so totally cool with it. And then I was like, so like, do you, do you want me to like put it on my calendar? Do you want me to weekly give you an update of what days I'll be working from home? And he was like, 
Um, you're an adult. I literally don't care when you work from home. I trust that you're going to get your work done. And if you don't, I'll talk to you about it. And I was like, oh, so glad we're on the same page here. <laughs> so. Definitely. Yeah. And I love that. I love like my managers the same way. You get your work done. There are no questions. You know, mm-hmm. you'd like, I think I probably touched on this before, but working remote, you can log on whenever. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, you shouldn't, but like sometimes, you know, I'm just tired during the day. I'm like, okay, I can't, I'm not as productive as I would be at like 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. So I love yeah. that. So that's good. Amazing. Yeah. And, and it's so, it's so funny that you say that about the work from home thing, because every time I work from home, well, before, before I had like the job in person, I would have so much anxiety about my mouse not always moving and like my teams going yellow and stuff. And now that I've like worked in the office and with these people, I'm like, okay, there are times when I have meetings literally from 8am to 4pm and I, my teams is yellow the whole day, you know, like nobody cares about that. So I feel like my anxiety about teams is going to be a little bit less now with working from home, but enough about me. That's kind of my update with work. Um, let us know how has your week been? Yes. Okay. My week, honestly, it's been very overwhelming. Well, not too overwhelming. That's so dramatic, but it's just been very busy. So I started doing my Pilates at 6am in the morning. So I've done that. Yes. I've done that three times, maybe four, no, three times so far this week. Um, so I did it once just like before work from home and I loved it. I was awake, alert and Mm -hmm. attentive. And then I did it right before going to site these past two days. So I did it today too. Um, and I liked it, you know, I was, cause you don't really sweat too much during Pilates cause mm-hmm. I don't feel so weird. I'd be like stinky, you know, <laughs> she's, yeah. like, she's like, oh, she's here. We don't want to be stinky. <laughs> but no, and it was nice cause the Pilates studio, so it's, you know, 30 minutes away, but it's towards site. So I tried that out. Mm-hmm. I liked it, but honestly, it's been so busy. We have an audit coming up at our Pennsylvania site, um, in be- the beginning of September. And it's very stressful cause there are some, if we don't get some things done, they might pull some certifications. So just super busy, just trying to get everything done. It just feels like everything this week has been like, okay, where is it? Where, you know, what's yeah. going on? And I'm like, okay. You know, I wasn't even the stress, like coming back from PTO for a week. So other than that, I don't know. It's good. I'm proud of myself for being like, for still working out. This is probably super silly, but yeah. like in school, I was always like, I need to study. I can't work out. Not prioritizing that. And right now I'm like, okay, I still have work to do, but I'm going to go work out for 30 minutes and then I'll come back and do work. And mm-hmm. I think that is maturing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that is progress. Is awesome. That is self-progress. So, but yeah, other than that, nothing too crazy, but it's funny. Cause I feel like this is like a little therapy session. Cause like, I don't really complain. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to tell Joey. I'm like, Joey, I'm so stressed. I had Pilates and then I was like, not sweaty. So I just went there and I'm like, what if I was sweaty? <laughs> but Yeah. So, but yeah, nothing too crazy. <laughs> That's good. No, I feel like I I didn't really do anything active like around the time that I was changing my job because I was just like so stressed about like applying to jobs and doing my resume and then like I was stressed about starting my job. So now that I feel like I've been working for a little bit and I started doing the yoga classes, like I've noticed a big improvement. You're so right. Like it helps when you like, I know. It's have crazy. some active activity, active yeah. thing going on for your week. I know. It's like, it's crazy when you listen to like what doctors say. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, I please know. move, please move. You'll be happier. I don't know. Are oh my sure? God. Um, speaking of what doctors say, doctors always say get a good night's sleep and I bought a hatch. Um, yeah. What is that? Okay. 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 I'm so excited about this. 
I'm, I'm obsessed. Okay, so the reason I bought it is because on Tuesday, it was my friend's birthday and we did like a wine and paint night and I was sitting next to my one friend and I was, I don't know how we started talking about it, but I was just talking about how like, oh, it's just been so such a drag to wake up early in the morning and then have to commute. And she was like, oh my God, I know. And I was like, yeah, I freaking hate waking up to my alarm. And it's like, meh, meh, meh. like it freaks me out. And I like jolt awake. And it's like, I have like anxiety in the mornings because, or, and when I go to bed, cause I'm like, oh, I don't want to sleep under my alarm. I hate waking up, like all this stuff. She was like, you need a hatch. So a hatch is basically an alarm clock and it like syncs to an app on your phone and you can like set up a nighttime routine and a morning routine. So my nighttime routine, it like for 15 minutes, it like glows a certain color and it plays this certain music. So I have it set to like- Ooh, can you give us a little preview of the, of the music? It's like, it? it's like ocean sounds with like right, give little it, kid hear laughter. It. In the, it's like- Perfect, let me- <laughs> And then there's like these birds like off in the distance being like, go, and like, like, like amazing. Ah. I'm really envisioning it. I'm like, I know listening to the and hatch it glows, right now. <laughs> it glows orange. And then after 15 minutes, so it's on a timer. So the point is that during that 15 minutes, you're like winding down for bed, you read, then it goes into like this white noise and it changes color again to like a dark blue and it does that for 30 minutes. And so then the point is you like wind down for 15 minutes, you play this white noise for 30 minutes and then you're asleep. And then in the morning, this is the best part. This is the absolute best part of this device. It wakes you up over a time period of 30 minutes. So rather than having an alarm that just goes off at like 5 a.m., it starts waking up at 4.30 with light. So I have it so that like it'll slowly get from like being turned off to being bright orange. So that like, cause you know, I don't know what this like science is behind your eyes, but like something with lights, that's why people have the thing on their phone where they can mm -hmm. turn the light to be orange or whatever. So it's like waking up your body with light. And then there's these little birdies and with wind chimes in the background that wake me up at my start time of the day. Excellent. It's, it's so peaceful. And I so saw last, this morning was the first time I woke up like that. And Brett actually went to basketball, so he woke up early in the morning with me so that he could go to the gym and play basketball. And he was like, wow, that was so delightful. <laughs> like, we were both just so, so done. <laughs> so Amazing. you need a hatch, basically. Yeah, maybe, story, maybe I will. You need a hatch. Yeah, with waking up early, I also hate the sound. So I've been doing, like, the vibration, which I know you shouldn't sleep with your phone next to you or, like, oh. in your bed. But, pff, uh -huh. you know, you know me. I feel like you have, like, the wellness side of things, and I'm like... I just roll out of bed. <laughs> so I do everything you're not supposed to. We're getting better though with the whole We're getting better. thing. We're getting better. Um, but yeah, and I have it so like it vibrates and that just, it helps. Just, just goes. Mm. Mur, mur, mur. So then does, oh it, God, does it not make sound or does it all yeah, make sound? Yeah, no sound. It just vibrates. Ooh. That's it. Yeah, because I okay. cannot stand it. I accidentally left it on today and I was like, woke up with a word. It's like, dang it. But that's what I've been doing. But maybe I need to do this hash thing. Oh my God, you need a hash. You need one. Like it's just so, and then, oh my God. And then, sorry, one more thing and then we can move on. On the app, you can make it tell you a bedtime story. So <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> yes. So yesterday I had it play me a bedtime story about bees. And Was it Siri's voice saying the bees and the. No. What's, what's no. that saying? The bees and the. The bees and the birds. <laughs> bees and the birds. <laughs> Okay, no, seriously, it was this little old lady, and she was telling me a story about oh, a beekeeper. Okay. And she was like, 
then the bees floated away and the beekeeper came. Like she just had, you know, like very calm voice. And I was like sitting there doing some work on my computer and I was like, this is so nice to hear this lady <laughs> tell me the story about bees. So yeah, moral of the story, you need to hatch. Amazing. I'll have to look into it. Maybe maybe they'll sponsor us if we both have Oh, I think they do sponsor influencers. So hello, Hatch, Love if you're it. listening. <laughs> if you're listening. Um, if you're listening, we you can send one to us for free because we already got one of us who loves it. So. Okay. Awesome. Well, again, 15 minutes. We just chit-chat. We're just chatty Cathy's all the time. I'm telling you, this is like a little therapy session. A five-minute intro. I know. We, we tried. Okay. Yeah. A little background. We actually put time on like each section we would like to discuss today. But mm-hmm. we have surpassed our limits already. All right. We'll get to it. We'll get right to it. Yes. We'll get right okay. to our tea of the week yeah, from let's, our listeners. Let's see. Let's see what's going on in your lives. Okay. You want to start? Okay. So Olivia submitted a tea of the week and she said, nobody on site believes that my Xena boots are steel toes, which girl, I've been there, done that. At my last job, nobody believed that I was wearing steel toes. And every time I went to the floor, people would be like, oh, um, uh, you need steel toes. And I was like, um, the, these are steel toes. So a little tip for you, Olivia, if you didn't know your Xena workwear boots come with like this little card that says what they're certified in that fits in your wallet. So if you didn't, if you didn't grab that or look back in your box and put like carry it around with you at work, that's what I did. I mean, eventually the longer you work there, people like know that they're steel toed. But then at, in the beginning, when people didn't know, I hand them the little card. So love that tea of the week. Love that. I need to invest in those. I, keep, I just keep seeing your posts, all the posts about them, but so one comfy. day. All right. So Kara, I, I don't know if I pronounced your name correctly. K-E-R-A. I think it's Kara. Um, she said, I did physics at a community college for under a thousand dollars and it doesn't affect my GPA. This is what we talked about in the summer episode. This is why I wanted to read this one out loud because I totally support doing the community college classes get ahead or, you know, maybe can't make it be catch up or maybe just, just do what you want. But I love the community yeah. college, the transferology, figuring that out because taking it at your actual school, like I get it if you're trying to look at me going on a little tangent on her teeth, no, but I great. get it if you're applying to med schools, I know it looks differently, but if you're just getting an industry job, they do not scrutinize it that hard. Support yeah. it. Love it. Done with physics. Congratulations. Love to see it. Okay, Julia said that a coworker told me my dress pants look Irish, which I wanted to read this off because I wore dress pants the other day to work, and some dude was like, oh, like, oh, no, wait, these two guys were at my desk, and the one guy was like, oh, I like your pants, cool pants, and this other guy was like, yeah, um, when you walked in, I thought you were wearing pajama pants because uh, they just look like pajamas, and I looked at him, literally straight face, and I was like, do pajama pants have a zipper and a button? <laughs> and then what did he say? you could tell you could tell that he felt real stupid at the comment that he just made because he was like, "Oh, well, 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 no, no," but like you know, like I've just never seen pants like that. You know, like what if he said, "What if he said, yeah, I sleep in jeans," <laughs> <laughs> like just straight face? Um, yeah. I actually sleep in jeans. <laughs> I would have been. I would have walked. I would have said, "I need to go to the bathroom." <laughs> And I just want to remove myself from the situation. <laughs> That's funny. 
<laughs> Amazing. Okay. So this person said she failed her FE, but on the high, I graduate from my master's in biomedical engineering in two days. I wanted to read this one oh my out gosh. because congratulations, first of all, but I wanted to read this one out because I feel like we always talk about the like success with the FE, the PE, and I just want to, we want to talk about the other side and it's very hard, but you yeah. will get it. Try again. Keep trying. You got it. And congratulations on graduating. Yeah. And a master's, that's freaking amazing. Yes. You are a badass bitch and you'll Superstar. get it next time on the FE. Yes, yes. And if you guys want to submit your tea of the week and be featured on next week's episode, we put a question box on our story. So be be sure to follow us on my best friends and engineer on Instagram. And without further ado, I think we can take it away with this episode of being in a sorority while also going to school for engineering. Yes. Okay. So I want to preface this by saying we are not bashing. This is not our intent to bash sororities. We're just talking about our experience. I don't know if anyone from my sorority is listening to this. If they yeah. think anything is against them, no. We're just discussing no. our experiences. I don't want anything. This is my de- disclaimer. Yep, this is <laughs> our disclaimer. We're not liable for any feelings that are hurt or any any feelings nope. that arise from this. No, and also, um, so a little background. My mom did rush a sorority, but like a million years ago. And so she... <clears throat> Like I didn't, I didn't have really anyone in my life that went through sorority recruitment. So we're just using this episode more as like informational. These are our experiences, especially because I know sometimes you can be like wondering if it's still possible to be in a sorority while doing engineering. So that is our little disclaimer before we start the episode. Definitely. So I think a good way to go about this would be to explain the rush process both as a PNM and as an active in the beginning. And then when we kind of talk about our experiences, you'll be familiar if you're not already. Also, at the end of the episode, we asked you guys to submit stories of what your experiences are because we didn't want to just share our experiences since we both went to the same school with being in a sorority. So at the end, if you submitted a story, stay tuned. We'll share some of those at the end. So, okay, take it away. What is it like? Yes, I actually oh, loved reading those stories. Sorry, I digress, but that was I. I loved hearing the other side of it because they were via email. Because I feel like DMs they're very short, but we have the whole story for you, so stay tuned. Mm-hmm. So as a PNM, um, okay, I don't even know how to. Let's begin to try and dive into let's this. Let's begin. Wait, so, first I feel like define what a PNM is. So a PNM is potential new member. So this is someone who is usually either a freshman or sophomore. Um, it kind of depends on when you want to rush, if you're a transfer student. Um, so you sign up for rush and you get um, put into a little group. So I think mm-hmm. the groups were like 40 people. Um, yeah. This is at Miami. You like travel so... around with them. You travel yeah. around with your little group. And um, so this was at Miami. This was all happening our second semester. I know a lot happens mm-hmm. first semester and over the summer, which is probably what you're seeing on TikTok right now. But... We'll be just talking about our experiences. All right, so as a potential new member, you get placed in a group, and the groups were about 40 people, and your little leader is called a Rho Gamma. So the Rho Gamma is someone who might be in a sorority. Actually, I'm not, I think the requirement was that you have to I be in a sorority. I think they have to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have to be in a sorority, but they are just, like, unaffiliated for those two weeks of rush. Um, they just pretend they're not in one. They, you can't, they can't really tell you where they are. They have, they're supposed to be neutral. So they take you to every station. So each group kind of has their own schedule. You go to sorority A, B, C, D, um, and they're kind of like little staggered staggered schedules. So this is for the first round. So you go to every sorority, 
And as you keep going, there's about four rounds. I honestly don't know the, the names. It was like welcome round, sisterhood, philanthropy, and then prep. Okay, maybe I do know the <laughs> maybe I do know four. Well, I feel like yeah. some days, like I think some days were two days. We and also yeah. we had ours, like I know some sororities, especially if you're rushing in the fall, might do go through rush before school starts. Ours was the first two weeks or the first three, not the first week, but the week two and three maybe of the semester. And it was, it was, I think, wasn't it like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yes. Yeah. 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 So as you keep going, um, you kind of you go through all the sororities and then at each round you kind of, you have a ranking and then they rank you and then you either get a certain amount back each time. So mm-hmm. like And then to give some background on the time commitment, which we will definitely get into because that's a big thing that affected our, I think, both of our experiences. Like the Thursday rush, they always started at like 6 p.m. and went to like 9.30 or 10. Same thing for Friday. Saturday was starting at 7 a.m. You're done at 5 or 6. Same thing for Sunday. And then obviously as you keep going, you get less houses that you need to go to. It just, it minimizes, but they were always very long days. It was just obviously draining because you want to talk to so many people. Um, so that's kind of how it looked like from a PNM perspective. Um, so I, I hope that was a good overview. I don't know. Yeah, so. no, I think that was good. I, um, before you started rushing, did you know going into college that you wanted to be in a sorority? Um, I think so. I never really yeah. like thought too much about it, but. I think so, because Miami was kind of a big sorority school, and I knew some girls that were older than me that went to my high school that were like, oh my god, you should be Mm -hmm. in this one, blah, 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 like, okay, whatever. Um, How about you? So I actually decided that I wanted to rush about a week before rush. So, like, I, some background to this was my freshman year, I was a D1 athlete, and it was very frowned upon to do anything outside of being an athlete. So I actually rushed for Theta Tau, which is the professional engineering fraternity that we're a part of, which that typically professional fraternities rush um, like on different cadences than the social sororities do. But I was in that and I remember that being like a big no-no, like a big deal with being an athlete. It was like, well, how are you going to have time for that? And then like I had to stand up in front of my athletic team and ask permission to rush a sorority and I had to like give a I know I had to like give a speech about how like I blamed it on my I totally blamed it on my mom I was like my mom (laughs) and I don't have a good relationship and she was in a sorority and I want to feel like a bond to my mom so I'm rushing because I want to be in her same sorority and so it was like this big thing so anyway I I didn't even know that I wanted to do it until about a week before um so I just because I was lollygagging around I didn't do any research like I didn't know what the like quote-unquote good sororities were I hadn't like a lot of times like I think especially if there are people listening who rush second semester girls will like kind of do networking first semester especially if they know especially if they know like what sorority they want to be in so they'll like strategically go to certain parties or hang out with certain people or like show up to certain events or like even sometimes probably major in a certain major so that they get connected with these certain people that they know are in the sorority that they want to be in so that when it comes time for rush those girls already know who you are so I didn't know anybody I didn't know anything at all so um yeah I kind of went in not knowing what was going on um but then maybe should we get into what it was like during the rush process 
Yes, definitely. But um, I, I want to add a side note about the like little networking. So there is definitely a disclaimer with that. I feel like sometimes it's frowned upon. So Mm -hmm. this is like the most ridiculous story ever. It just, I don't know, it's just so silly looking back on. So me and my group of 12 freshman girls from my dorm that I was friends with at the time, we were walking, we were just walking up uptown, up to the, you know, main, we were strutting and we walked by this house and it was, there was an, like a guy from my high school that, you know, saw me walking. He was like, Oh, Lexi. Hey, he's like, Oh, why don't you come in? Okay, we're like, okay, oh, we're so excited. Mm-hmm. I felt so cool. I'm like, oh, hello, you know. And then it ended up being like a little date party between a sorority oh. and his fraternity. Very, very, very frowned upon. Like, very frowned upon. We had no idea. No you, idea. You what were, we're stepping on their territory. Those girls were probably pissed at you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, you know, definitely a disclaimer, but it's funny because I ended up in that same sorority that had the date party. Oh. I didn't like meet. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't meet any girls though. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't, th- I, we were just talking to them. Oh my God, my AirPod just fell <laughs> um, But we, I wasn't talking, I was just talking to them. I don't think we stayed too long. I think it was dying down, but honestly, disclaimer, don't be too crazy. It's just, don't put too much effort in my opinion into doing that. And I, I know we're yeah. not like this, this episode is not intended to like give you advice for us, blah, 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 all that stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Just funny story. Just thinking back. Um, okay, so that is how it looked like a P- as a PM. So now that we kind of gave you a quick overview of how the overall process looked like for PMs, I think we can get into our own personal experiences. So tell us, tell us the tea, Lib. How yeah. how was your PM experience hey. as a little mechanical engineer? Okay, so going like if I I've, of course like hindsight is 2020, I think. Being in a sorority and, like, also just, like, going to college honestly shaped who I was. I want these listeners to know that who you hear and who you see on social media. I was, like, a little hermit girl, like, back freshman year. Like, I feel like I was so weird. Like, I look back at pictures of me freshman year and, like, it's just – it's shocking. Like, I two different people. So, let me just preface that by that by saying, yes, I was a little bit of a weirdo going through the Second of all, (laughs) like, I – like I said, like I didn't, I didn't like do much research about what it was like to be in a sorority, like what it was like to rush. So, um, a lot of times the first thing girls ask ask you when you sit down and you start talking to people in the sorority, because what you'll do during the round is you go in and they know who's coming into the room, so they have people assigned to like pick you up and like go sit down and start talking to you, and so they kind of have like questions on their side that they know they want to ask you, and always the first question is what's your name and what's your major and where are you from. And I just remember this one sorority, I sat down and I said like that spiel and I was like, yeah, like I'm doing mechanical engineering, like really excited to rush. I'm an athlete. And the girl, bless her soul, had no idea what to ask me next. Like, I think, you know, what you're told when you're in sorority is try to connect with them on something that they just said and, or like relate it to something you know about. And she said to me, oh my God, I really love your eyeshadow. What makeup palette did you use? And so for like the whole round, we just talked about the Naked 2 Urban Decay makeup palette. And I was like, just telling her how I like to use it. (laughs) At least she's she's trying. At least you you connected that way. You just couldn't connect on a STEM level or your major level. But (laughs) yeah, so that is like, I guess maybe either a piece of forewarning or a piece of advice. I don't know. You don't have to be someone you're not or like lie about who you are or anything like that but just like know that 
at least in my experience, there's not too many girls in engineering in sororities. So, I mean, I'm sure there's other things I could have talked about, but I, I like, I didn't know. So yeah, that's just a little story I wanted to share. It was just very interesting. So then I, I left that round being like, did I really just talk to some girl for 15 minutes about a stupid makeup palette? Oh my God, I'm not getting into that story. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> what about you? What it was like, what was it like, like telling people that you were an engineer? Yeah. So, I mean, it was the same thing. It was, you know, they, it was hard for them to relate because a lot of the people Mm -hmm. I talked to weren't, didn't have a science background, but the girls I did talk to that were with a science, you know, did have science background. It was awesome. Loved it. We were chatting. I don't think they were necessarily engineering. It was a lot of more pre-meds versus engineers. Um, But I just, one thing I just remember from Rush is how time consuming it was. It was insanely time consuming. It was, it it did not have to be that time consuming. So I am so jealous of those schools that do Rush before school actually starts, because I think that is the best way to do it. I know we have J term, which is six weeks at Miami. It's a break in between first and second semester. Just take a week out of, out of J term. I know. I don't know why they don't do that. Yeah. Because not everyone's taking a, you know, course during J term. Why, why not? It's just, yeah. maybe there's liability. I, I get it, but I'm like, it's, it was just very hard, you know, even on the active side, which we will get into a little bit. We want to give you an overview, but we just wanted to talk about these specific experiences yeah. first, but my God, it was so time consuming. And I, and I agree. I related like, and I don't want it to come off as like, oh, we couldn't relate to anyone, blah, blah, blah. It was just, that's yeah. what it was. You know, that's what we went through and we're not it's not bad that no one mm-hmm. really had an engineering background, but it's just, it was just, it just is I, what it is. Yeah. So yeah. a little forewarning. Um, another thing that um, you, uh, you made me think of when you ta- talked about like the time commitment thing was GPA. So um, if you don't know this as you're listening, there is typically a GPA requirement to get into a sorority, which I feel like isn't really advertised that much. And so you know what I freaking did, which I'm honestly like ashamed to even admit that I did this freshman year and really tough time because I was juggling being a D1 athlete. I was like falling asleep in classes, was literally in 15 credits. It was two or three classes and I was failing two of them. I was only being successful at one of my three classes I was taking. It was like such a terrible, like start to college and terrible, you know, first GPA. So you know what I freaking did to raise my GPA? Cause I didn't even have, a GPA. I didn't even have the GPA to rush a sorority. Oh my God. I took a J term class and got an A in the J term class just so I would raise my, my GPA just enough to be the threshold to like rush. So that's so funny. Um, but, and okay. A background, a J term class is so expensive. I know. Oh my God. My parents were so mad at me. They were like, you want to rush or I don't even think it was originally because I wanted to rush. I think it's because, um, you needed a certain GPA to be a student athlete. And I was like, they were threatening for me to not be able to like have eligibility to be a student athlete. So that's why I had to do it. But like still it worked out in my favor because I wanted to rush. But like, that's just something to know. Like it is, you know, having a good GPA sometimes can be hard, especially getting used to your classes freshman year. So if that's something you have been thinking of, I don't know if it matters for people who rush now, but for future people. Yeah. You're just like, mom, I wanted to relate to you and join a sorority. I know. <laughs> the I same, sh- the same spiel you gave to your I know. ice skating. <laughs> But on, on that, on the GPA thing. So my friends that went to Bama, they would have to give their high school GPA. Oh, Um, okay. So that was kind of, that's what the GPA was that was relevant. And of course they probably did have GPA minimums to stay in, but that's kind of 
when you rushed there or like did the mm-hmm. summer rush, they were considering that. But yeah, and other than that, it was just, yeah, I mean, there's nothing, like, it was just so draining. Like, I can't, yeah, it's I so can't draining. even explain, I can't explain how tired it was. I mean, you, you get I know to I the talk a lot. Well, you get to yeah, the end of the day, you're just... a zombie, and then you're sitting in your dorm room, and you're like, you stare at a wall for 20 minutes, and you're like, oh my god, I have to go to the library. Like, you kind of yeah. jolt yourself out of your trance, and you're like, holy crap, I have so much to do right now. <laughs> yes. So, okay, do you have anything else that you wanted to touch on um, as PM? I guess, mm, no. Something I did think about, though, like, after I had rushed, was I've always wondered, <laughs> like, my personality now, if I were to go back and rush again, I totally would have gone to every different house and, like, said I was, like, a different major and... <laughs> bamboozled these girls and like made up a different story about who I am and like what my life is that is so cruel to say but like I don't know it's just kind of funny because in the moment it seems so serious but now looking back I'm like oh my god I totally could have walked into any of these rooms and been like I'm an econ major or like whatever which they totally would have known I was lying because they have your major so yes. they're from like mm, what definitely which I want to talk about that in the overview but yeah I know and okay let's let's digress a little bit just to talk about it's not that serious it's not that crazy I was so nervous that I wouldn't get a boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) if you weren't in a sorority yeah I was well it was was the boy that I was like kind of talking to freshman year I was like he's gonna he's gonna drop me like flat like he's gonna drop me like a little because I'm gonna be a jeed I'm gonna be a little jeedy fly and he's gonna drop me and I was just like so stressed. I was like, oh my God, he's going to think I'm. Th- no. And am I yeah. with him now? No. No. It's just like that no. TikTok trend that's going on right now. It's like, what I did for a boy. <laughs> it was really stressed about sorority rush. <laughs> yeah. But it's not that serious. It's not that crazy. If they don't like you after. If, what am I trying to say? Sorry, cut this part. But if a person or if a boy, you know, and a girl, maybe. If a person, if a person, if a person doesn't like you because you're in a certain sorority or because you're not in a sorority, drop them like a fly. Yeah, just saying. Drop them like a fly. And also, one more thing before we roll into what it was like actually being in a sorority with um, your engineering degree was that um, it, it's so emotional. Like I remember when I got I I did not end up going into the sorority that my mom was in. They dropped me. And they dropped me right before pref round. Or no. Yes, they dropped me right before pref round. Because typically, if you get invited to a pref round, that means the sorority is typically going to offer you an invite to be in the sorority. So usually, if you make it to the round right before pref, it's like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm a shoe in for pref. Like, they liked me this far. They made me show up to every stupid day to meet me and, like, learn about my life. No, I got dropped. And I was bawling. And I remember, like... Because I lived on a co-ed floor. I'm pretty sure you did too. But mm-hmm. the guys on our floor just being so confused. Because that whole <laughs> week, all girls, just like at random times of the day, were like bawling in the common room. Like talking to their moms on the phone. Being like, I didn't make it. They dropped me. And like looking back. Oh my god. If I could go back to my little freshman year old self and slap her silly. Girl, it's not the end of the year. Or end of the world. Slap it's her silly. Like, it's just, if you're listening and you find yourself getting emotional, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It really is. I know. And I think, I think it's getting better with, okay, it's going to be so silly, but okay, I guess not, I was going to say it's getting better with TikTok, but I would say actually social media as a whole. I think people are seeing the other side of things. When we were rushing, I think we saw the awesome part. All the boys want you if you're in this one, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 
No, and now you see the other side, and I love it. We're getting more transparent, which is, again, what we're trying to do with the episode. But yeah. do you want to give a little overview of how it is as an active? Maybe our experiences kind of differed as well, because we were in different sororities. So rushing as an active member with your engineering, um, going to get your engineering degree is definitely time consuming. If you haven't noticed, it's a big theme that we're hitting on here. But what was the most tough was sophomore year. So it's now your time, your time to shine during recruitment. Really the sophomores, a lot of times lead recruitment, juniors have to attend. And then usually it's like seniors, it's kind of sparse who shows up because they're kind of over it by then. You have to be there like eight hours a day for the four days in a row, the one week, and then the four days in a row the next week. And I remember I, any exams, nope, I was failing. Any quizzes, nope, I was failing. Like it was, you couldn't just go, at least in my sorority, I couldn't just go up to them and be like, um, I'm an engineering major, so I have a lot on my plate and I'm taking really hard classes. The president of the sorority would have looked at me and said, go cut your head off. No, you're doing recruitment, girl. Like they don't really care that. And especially because there aren't as many girls in engineering, at least in our, in my experience. So they, when you say, um, I have a physics two exam and we're doing the theory of relativity and I really don't know what's going on. They don't care. And they don't even know what you're talking about. So <laughs> that is just kind of like the reality and maybe a little bit of tough love of what it's going to be like when you rush while you're in a sorority. Definitely. And I know we talked about the time commitment, but if you were act, you know, an active, you have to stay after, you have to come before, you have to prep the week before. That's Set when up, they do come for J term. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, and I, I wanted to touch. Oh, go ahead. sorry. What, what were you going to say? I was, I was go going to say, and I want to touch on. Okay. Wait, so I think there's a lag. Okay. Ready? Okay. Um, and I want to touch on, we talked about this before, about how people know what your major is and your information. This is not to scare you, but the sheets that we were given, like, had the had the name, where they're from, their GPA, their major, mm -hmm. everything that they filled your out Instagram on their profile. Your number of followers. It's insane. And it was, it was crazy. So again, like, I did have that idea. I was like, oh, maybe I'll switch to business because, like, everyone is, like, getting weirded out by the chemical mm -hmm. engineer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, that's just a kind of an overview. And then the sorority also tries to pair you up with similar backgrounds. So I know we both – or you didn't talk about any experiences where you had, like, a good kind of science connection, but the ones that I did have a good science connection, it was few and far between, but they kind of tried to – mix you in so again as an active you're gonna try and I mean that's that was my experience at least uh, for my sorority they put me with all the science people all the science pnms so to try and relate and everything which I that was probably the best part of rush talking to them and seeing where where their heads were at like what they wanted to do um that was my favorite part yeah I will say not to be like negative Nellies I do want to talk about my favorite parts too about rushing was it was kind of nice to not talk about engineering to be like focused on something for a solid two weeks that had nothing to do with equations had nothing to do with like learning about forces or free body diagrams like I could genuinely just like surround myself with a group of people for a solid period of time during college during this you know during rush where I could wipe my brain of that which maybe sounds a little counterintuitive or silly or confusing like why would you want to do it if you love engineering Oh, it's just exhausting to just like constantly be worrying about your classes and be like thinking about all the things you have to do. So that is 
actually kind of one thing I like, you know, but it's kind of like a double-edged sword because it was a big time commitment. And there was like, like you mentioned, you have to set up, you have to stay after you had to vote. We were voting on girls of who we wanted to be in the sortie until like freaking five, six in the morning. Like, I'm not even kidding. Rush would end yeah. at 9 PM. And then we would be sitting in the basement of our, um, sorority dorm, just going through a slideshow of girls and voting on who we wanted to be in the sorority. And at some point it's like, oh my God, I literally don't care who's in the sorority anymore. I just want to go to bed. <gasps> I know it was crazy. Um, okay. And then to go back, I had one more point of like the rush process and then maybe we can go into how it was during undergrad throughout our years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the exam thing. So mm-hmm. I remember the Orgo 2 schedule was just so messed up. It was like an exam every three weeks or like once a month. It always was the week of like the first new member week. Oh God. And it sucked. And I was not the only one that was taking it. I told you there were pre-med people. Um, so in my case, I was the only engineer. Or maybe there was one other girl that transferred in from a different school. But I know that there were not. It was I was basically the only engineer. But I did have like some people in my classes because they were pre-med or biochem or all these other Mm -hmm. majors that sucked it was always like it always ended rush ended you're finally done boom exam and I was like oh my god so I just wanted to touch on that it's gonna be hard to manage that time but maybe again if you go to a school where the rush happens before school love that maybe it's not lucky yeah yeah Okay, so let's now get into what it was like to actually be an a- an active member of a sorority while you're going to school to be at your engineering degree. So what are some things you liked and some things you didn't like or some things you struggled with or some things that you like would want to give advice to someone while you're going through that? Definitely. Okay. So my whole experience being in a sorority, I was not very into it. I did not have a very close group of friends within my sorority. And again, that was, I'm not, not talking poorly. I'm yeah. it's just, that's what it's happened. Just, that's what happened. I yeah. just, yeah, I did. I was, I just really didn't make too much effort to meet those girls. I mean, I wasn't, yeah. I was busy. I was, again, like I said, in school, I was kind of focused on school. I was not very good at prioritizing other things. I was always very just stressed in general. Um, so honestly, I didn't really attend a lot of the things. I attended all the mandatory ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I was friends with a few girls. I'm still, I, t- I still talk to my big and my sorority and yeah. like a few other members, but honestly, not too much. It was, I was they to talk. Like we keep, we keep pushing they to talk, but that was my experience. Again, no huge issues. I went when it was mandatory and some of the date parties I didn't even go to. I went to like the big ones, um, yeah. that were, you know, were known for like the sorority, but I, yeah, so I honestly was not very involved. And mm-hmm. in again, that's partly in my fault, but I just had my group of friends that I enjoyed spending time with. So, and they yeah. just didn't happen to be in the sorority. So that was my experience as an active member. Um, like I touched on, I did, wasn't really involved, even in Rush. Towards the end, I was mm-hmm. requesting to be in the back room. I didn't even junior, I didn't even co- go to the front. I was in the back room because I knew that that was the least it was just like organizing papers, which I was perfect at, you know, type A girl. But yeah, so that was my experience. And it's just like a very big general, not very involved. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say something that I didn't know before joining our sorority was kind of what I touched on with like, especially if you rush second semester with people kind of networking the first semester. But there was like a core group of girls that was in my sorority that knew each other in high school. It was like the sorority that I got accepted to and ultimately picked 
was like this one sorority that this one high school from Chicago, like all these girls always went into this sorority. Oh yeah. And I, well, I, and I remember like being such an idiot, like clueless. Like I didn't know that I didn't know that people had friends in high school and then we're like, oh, let's rush a sorority together. Like, obviously they would, but I don't know. I was kind of oblivious. And so um, <laughs> that was like one thing that I was, I thought kind of frustrating because like then you couldn't really make friends with those girls because they already had like their clique, which I don't blame them. Like, you know, but that's just how I felt. And so it was kind of nice. I did make friends in the sorority. Don't worry if you're listening. You're like, oh my God, Libby, I feel so bad for you. You weren't in the clique. No, there were other friends. <laughs> there are other friends in the sorority. What I did like about it was not having people to talk about engineering with. So I, you know, we preach about how much we love Theta Tau. And I did love that for having like the study groups and having people who I knew in my classes and having people to talk and vent to about engineering. But sometimes it was nice to like, just have this group of girls that I could like talk about boys with or like always have a group of people to like go to a party with um especially like sophomore year it was so much fun to like live in the dorm with the girls that um, we didn't have houses because they were considered brothels um so we lived in dorms and it was you know kind of nice to like all be getting ready like I totally miss those times sophomore year I think Lexi you know I've talked about it like sometimes we would miss like living in a dorm because like everyone has their doors open you got the music playing like we're all going out to the same date party we're all like all right what are you wearing if you don't have a top you like you're like hey girl can I borrow your top like I don't know that was an aspect I did actually like about being in a sorority yes okay on the dorm thing I don't know if you remember this but that little glow party we went to so Libby invited me so we knew each other from Theta Ta obviously and she invited me she's a year older she invited me as a freshman to her dorm she said oh my god you want to go to this party I said oh my god yeah oh my god yes so so I went to her little dorm I met all her little friends I felt so cool I was like I'm in the sophomore dorms (laughs) so (laughs) that was so fun (laughs) yeah I mean I definitely did like that I guess one thing like I guess now that that I said something I like, something that I didn't really like was um, there was only one other girl in my sorority who was going for engineering and she was going for chemical engineering and her name actually also was Libby. So it was just kind of ironic because the only two girls that were in the sorority who were engineers were named Libby. Um, so she kind of got it, but I wasn't like really too big of friends with her because she was a year older than me. And um, so like that was just kind of hard not having people to relate to, but that's why like lean down theta talk for that aspect. And then just like kind of how we've been t- telling you in this entire episode, the time commitment. So having chapter on Sundays was a struggle. Chapter is basically like this giant meeting that you have to go to with everyone in your sorority and it's mandatory and you have to like, we had to dress up. I don't know if you guys had to dress up, but we all always had to wear a dress. We had, oh God, we always had to wear a dress. We had to wear our pin. We had to like do our little ritual and we had to talk about like whatever we had to talk about for that week. And it was only an hour. It really wasn't that big of a time commitment. But like, if you think about it, you're at the library, you're saying you're going to have a full day to study for your thermo exam, whatever exam you have. And then like at 3 p.m. you have to leave the library because you have to go home and put on a dress and put some makeup on and go to chapter for an hour and you're, then you have to eat dinner and then you're not really going to get back to the library until like six or seven. So like, you know, it is it's not like you're sitting in the meeting for that long, but it's, you know, I don't know. You got to work around campus. You got to go back to your dorm or you got to pack an yeah. outfit. You know, it's just like this whole thing that I don't, it's definitely something to consider when you're wanting to join a sorority. Definitely. Yeah. I completely agree. Uh, Cause then you have to like walk there again. You have to allocate the time for the walking to the campus. Cause we didn't have cars, but so 
I my chapters they were like literally four minutes and it was so frustrating oh God, to really? just like yeah it's like it was in and out it was like mm-hmm. don't talk to this brat this brat is off campus blah, blah, blah. you guys mm-hmm. messed up this part and I'm not saying yeah. that was bad oh my god I feel like I'm so negative on this no, but I'm not I'm not trying to be negative yeah you know, it's just, it just yeah it just was it was just not as fun like if I weren't wasn't close with the girls and again not saying me definitely my fault it just wasn't that fun I mean thank god my favorite part like I am so happy I went through, you know, Rush because I'm very close to my big too. Megan, if you're listening to this, hey. <laughs> like, so, and I loved it. But again, it was, you know, you take time out of your day. It's four minutes, which was crazy because the Theta Ta mm-hmm. chapters were an hour. But yeah, I agree. We had our chapters on Sunday. I liked when the chapters were moved to Mondays because I was on Theta Ta exec. So I could always say, oh, I'm on exec. I can't make it. And I loved it. And I feel like I want to touch on, you know, someone's listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of like sad after listening to this episode because you guys don't seem super excited. Why did you quit? I'm really bad at quitting things. I don't like quitting things. I was like, I'm <laughs> So basically, sit. I just have a quitting issue. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> and I I just did not want to quit. So I stuck, stuck through it, you know, whatever. It was it. I mean, my half, half of my senior year, I was remote. So, mm-hmm. so that's fine. Yeah. And if you guys are wondering if I stuck around in my sorority, um, my sorority got kicked off. So <laughs> I I got to be in my sorority for about a year and a half. So that was super fun. I got to experience rushing a sorority. And then I got to experience being on the other side and hosting the rush. And then the summer going into junior year, they said, sayonara, you stupid hoes. We're kicking you off. And so... You know what? Maybe that's the way to do it. Join a sorority and then like quit after your sophomore year or just find a sorority that you think will get kicked off. But no, those are all jokes. Those are all jokes. Okay, you guys. All jokes aside, it was a lot of fun. And definitely there were so many times in college that I was like, oh, I'm really glad that I joined a sorority because I had all these great memories, met all these great people. Um, So yeah, I think. With that being said, we can probably move on to what it's like being a sorority after graduating. And then like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we have some of your stories to read off at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. But Lexi, what is it like? Give us some insight. How is it like being in a sorority after graduation? Yes. Okay. So I think the biggest, you know, post-grad sorority, like, presence is a group me which mm-hmm. I deleted my Facebook which was connected to my group me so I don't have access to any of that group me because I feel like they plan alumni events like same thing with data talk I have no access I have no idea what's going on in those group like, messages, which which makes me sad because that's the only way I had some people's you know numbers like even from like like I just remember there were some people in engineering that I just didn't have their numbers but I could yeah. connect with them on group me I can't log in so I'm sure that they plan like little alumni events and all that stuff I'm in the LinkedIn group which is, again, I, I didn't want to quit. I wanted the connection. I wanted to stay in a little network. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the jobs that people post, they're not related to engineering. So. Yeah. yeah. So that doesn't is, help. That is a good point. Like, it's definitely beneficial to be in the LinkedIn group, but not a lot of jobs. for. That's why you got to join our Facebook group, because we'll be posting jobs in our Facebook group. Little plug there. But um, I guess... I, I, I totally agree with you, like, on the LinkedIn thing. Like, I definitely don't really get too much benefit out of my LinkedIn. But I will say what has been helpful, like, having my sorority background in a professional setting is when I do find people who are in the same sorority as me. And then it's almost like we know a secret language or something. Like, I have definitely had professional experiences where someone is like, oh, my God, 
we're sisters. And then like they have my back in a meeting or they like give me an opportunity for a job or like they put in a good word for me at the company or something like that. Like that's definitely happened. So keep that in mind too. If you're thinking about rushing, like it's not like it's just this one college thing. It like goes on forever, your whole life. You're going to be like pretty much identify with the sorority and when you meet new people or you see people on the street that are wearing the letters, that's like something you can connect with people on. So I don't know. I do think that's kind of cool that I can walk up to somebody. If I see them wearing the letters of the sorority I was in, I can be like, oh my God, me too. You know? Definitely. Yeah. I haven't had that experience. I took my sorority off <laughs> my resume just because I couldn't speak on it. Like I didn't have much leadership. Again, I wasn't very involved and no, maybe that was my fault. No problem. Yeah. No problems. I mean, no qualms on my end. But again, in general, I feel like Theta Tau is actually pretty involved. As an alumni, yeah. I feel like we are pretty connected, honestly, which is kind of which is kind of interesting. Well, we started a podcast, so I know, right? So well, that's, that's super interesting what you mentioned about the um, resume thing. I actually do have it on my resume, but just in case people are like, "Oh, me too." You know, like I don't have yeah. any, like, I think I have like, now that I have an extracurriculars and I, it's literally like a couple, I think it's like two sentences at the very bottom of my resume and it's like size eight font. So it's just kind of <laughs> like a yeah. FYI, I did this, but yeah. Anything else with being in a sorority after graduation or like anything we didn't touch on in general about being a sorority with your engineering degree that you want to hit on before we move into stories? I think the only thing I have to say is that it's not as serious as it seems. It's whatever. It's not as crazy. And, you know, thinking back to this episode, I'm like, I hope they find value from it. Because I'm like, did I say anything or did I just complain? I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. (laughs) We're just your, your older big sisters telling you like it is. All right. So now let's close out this episode with a few stories from you guys. I'm going to go into our first mission. So... This person says I'm an environmental science major and currently a junior and she rushed 2021 winter. So she says she has had nothing but bad experiences after joining. People in her major did not take her seriously because she was just a stupid sorority girl and mostly men were saying these things. She said, I ended up dropping after only one semester because of these remarks and the disregard for my school schedule for my sorority. I loved being in sorority, but I did not enjoy people not taking me seriously as a STEM major. I feel like this is totally relatable. This goes back to Libby's story of when that professor said something about your letters. If you want to give a little refresher. <laughs> I was wearing a sweatshirt with my letters on it and my professor like called me out and yeah, it was just really unprofessional of my professor to call me out like that. But basically it was like, why don't you just go find a husband? And why are you doing engineering? And then I was like, you are old and crinkly. So girl, I totally know what you're saying about that. That sucks. Um, And I think that is ridiculous that people do that. But hey, it's good insight if you aren't aware of what it's like. All right, I'll go ahead and read one as well. This is a little bit of a longer one, but this person says, I studied mechanical engineering and I joined this sorority as a sophomore. For a bit of context, roughly 25% of the students are involved in Greek life. The community was a part of a lot of other clubs and activities around the school, but wasn't overpowering if you weren't in Greek. Also, that's good to know because sometimes schools only have Greek life and then you feel like you have to join Greek life. Okay. Also being... Um, being an engineering school, there are always women in STEM involved as members and as um, chapter or philanthropic leadership. At first, I was very worried about the time commitment. I had been very burned out in high school. I didn't want to do too much too fast. 
During my freshman year, I unsuccessfully went through formal recruitment, but my future sorority was doing continuous open bidding a few weeks later. By then, I had joined other clubs that I thought wouldn't be too much work. Looking back, I wish I had tried more things that I was interested in, specifically Greek life and the student-run maker space, instead of being scared that I couldn't handle it. I essentially quit before I gave myself a chance to enjoy a new experience. Indeed, the intense workload at my alma mater is a running joke. That's why you make friends so you have a support system who cares about you. As a result, student groups were unfairly under were fairly understanding about maintaining work-life balance. You could get an excused absence from chapter meetings or events for academic reasons like office hours, study sessions, exams, and even group project meetings. As for the time commitment, once I joined, there were a lot of required meetings as a new member, but after it, it was only about one to two hours a week. Joining sorority made me part of a community with my sisters. While I knew a few of them before I joined, I felt like our bond became stronger. As I was going through my large lecture classes, there was usually at least one familiar face from my chapter. There was also older students who could help with registration and choosing good classes and professors. We could meet up at football games or study together. I think it is so important to connect with other women in STEM. While the school had a sweet chapter, only some engineering majors had their own group for undergraduate women. Not only did I meet more women mechanical engineers in my sorority, but there was an underlying theme of empowering women across the community. You also didn't have to be a certain type of person to fit in. Everyone within engineering, there was a lot of diversity with sisters involved in everything from research to study abroad to ultimate frisbee to themed entertainment engineering. Anyway, that was my experience. Being in a sorority is not the only way to find a community and being involved in your school, but it certainly can streamline a lot of it. Hope this helps. Um, So first of all, thank you so much to this girl for sharing her story. But that is really awesome that this is like one example of all the positives that come with being in a sorority. Um, You know, it's not always negatives. It's not always, you know, something you should stress over. There's definitely like a community in finding it as well. Definitely. I think that was very refreshing, even for me. (laughs) After talking so much about it, I'm refreshed. Yeah. Awesome. So for our last submission, we'll read out. Uh, (laughs) Okay. All right. So I'll read out our last submission. So this part, I don't know how to start it with like, I'm going to keep this short. Okay. All right, so for our last submission, this individual started out with, I'm going to try and keep this short, but my freshman year of college, I'm a sophomore now, I rushed in the fall. At first, I was so happy with my sorority and felt like it was a great match, but it all fell apart so quickly. I was the only engineering major, civil to be specific, in my sorority, and I like to think I'm fairly smart, and a lot of the girls would come to me for help with math and physics homework since it was similar to what I took in high school. We had a scholarship chair who we're supposed to go to for academic help, and for whatever reason, she had it out for me. At the end of the fall semester, we had to turn in our grades to her to make sure we were in good standing according to the sorority standards. When she came and told me that for the spring semester, I had to do mandatory study sessions and wasn't allowed to vote during chapter, I was extremely confused. After multiple conversations with the president and VP, I found out that the scholarship chair had photoshopped my grades to make it look like I was failing all my classes. After that, a lot of the girls left me out and made fun of me behind my back, calling me stupid, dumb, etc. She didn't lose her position after that either. She graduated in May. I wish her the best and hope she finds a way to be successful without tearing others down. I transferred this year to a school with a better engineering program, and I'm rushing again this fall and hoping I get matched with a great and supportive group of girls. First of all, 
Um, I am so happy that you wish her the best because I wish her the worst. I wish she falls in a pile of mud before her first day of work and she's wearing an all white dress. That's what I wish for that girl. That is insane. I would be so frustrated if she kept, Did, I cannot I believe that. Photoshopping I'm, I'm so frustrated. Oh I'm so mad. First of all, good luck. Thank you for submitting. Good luck with your, you know, next endeavor in the, in the sorority life. But oh my God, screw that girl. No, I don't wish I her the best at all. And I don't care about karma because actually I hope karma doesn't get me, but she's being so. <laughs> Actually, karma, if you're listening, um, please don't get me. But um, unfortunately- get, get her first. Get her first. <laughs> get her first. Unfortunately, like, I mean, this is also why we wanted you guys to share your stories if you felt comfortable because like, this is the reality sometimes of being in a sorority. Um, I don't know. That freaking sucks. I feel like this girl, I'm going to- um, do a psychosis psychological analysis on this girl and guess that she was jealous of you that you were an engineer and that you were smart and so she felt the need to project her jealousy onto your grades and photoshop them because i don't know why else some stupid person would do that unless a boy was involved then it's always the boy's fault (laughs) tea of the week (laughs) okay well i think with that we can probably close out this episode um i hope you guys found this helpful um, you know, let us know in your reviews, share this um, podcast on your social media. Let me know if, or let us know if this resonated with you at all. We'd love to hear. Yeah. Your let thoughts. Libby know. I don't let me know. I don't want to know. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Call me, beep me when you want to reach me. Let me know what you thought. <laughs> <laughs> but oh where can they, where can they let you know, Libby? Oh, yeah. If you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to find me on TikTok and Instagram at Libby Beyond the Label. And then plug yourself, Lexi. Where can they find you? You can find me at Engineer Lexi on Instagram and TikTok. And then uh, make sure you guys are following the podcast Instagram um, at my best friends and engineer. We have all of our links in our bio over there. We have a link if you want to become a guest on the show, you can enter yourself to do so. We have a link to get some free resources, free spreadsheets. Um, we have a link to be submitted to our giveaway, which is our Google form. So if you want to be in our giveaway, you just have to leave us a rating and review, take a screenshot, submit it to the Google form. Um, I don't think I'm missing anything. Oh, um, the book club, the Facebook group, the book um, club, the book club, we're reading the book. I even brought it over here so I would know what to say, what book and author it is, but it's thinking <laughs> fast and slow by Daniel Kahneman, Kahneman, Kahneman. Um, anyway, it's. Um, a really good book, um, or so I've heard. We are meeting uh, every other week to discuss the book. So if you guys are interested in joining our book club, make sure you join the Facebook group. August 15th is our first meeting, 7 p.m. Yes, 7 p.m. And then um, I guess one more other thing to plug. We will be having some events coming up this fall. So make sure you guys especially are following us on the Instagram and tune back in to our episodes weekly on Mondays. Um, we're it's, we're going to have virtual events. So everyone, anyone can come. Everyone can come. Everybody put it on your calendars. Everybody can come. Um, so that will be coming in the future. Yes. Amazing. Okay. With that, I think we can probably close out another week's episode. Should we do our little sorority chant and say, thank you for coming? Um, What was yours? How did you guys close out things? <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to say the sorority name, but it was like, really? I don't yeah. remember what we did. We 
Um, we got in trouble because we never sang any of the songs that our nationals wanted us to sing. That's probably why we got kicked off. But um, <laughs> we we would sing this one song that was like to a song that already exists, and it was like, meh, 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 meh. you know the end, gonna show the way to love oh, that's and fun every night and day. Come on, ladies, go, go, go. Yeah, so that was our little thing. We, we need like a podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm like I don't know. <laughs> Let's close this out. Awesome. I'm Lexi. I'm Libby. And thanks, and thanks for, listening for listening to my to best, best friends, friends and engineers. engineers.